Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to a, another episode of Things We Dig. As always, I'm Chris Fig, and I'm Vengeance. A.K.A. Steven. Ooh, I like that, man. Good, uh, good Batman voice. Yeah, thanks, man. You got a Batman voice yourself? Um, Batman voice. I I think it can pull something off. I'll go uh, more so the Michael Keaton realm and uh, do his iconic, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can kind of see it, or I see a little uh, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Uh, yeah, I can see Clint Eastwood too. Batman with a, sounds like Batman with a cold, right? <laughs> All righty. So today we're going to be talking about the new movie, The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves, who you guys may know, directed the last two Planet of the Apes movies, Cloverfield. Really was excited to see him take the helm as director for this new Batman franchise. I'm not going to lie. I was a bit disappointed knowing that Ben Affleck was not going to be the Batman for this movie. Matt Reeves decided to take a new direction of having a younger Batman with Robert Pattinson. I had my skeptics, man, but overall, I think this movie hit all the marks that I wanted to see for a Batman movie. Matt Reeves' vision for this movie I thought was really outstanding. So I was really excited to know that we're going to get more movies and really hyped to see what he comes up with for the next movie. I really enjoyed what he did with those last two Planet of the Apes movies. Uh, they were really dark, very gritty, which is very much in line with DC, just in a less stylized comic sort of way. Uh, but that carried over really well for his version of this Batman but me too, man. Very bummed we never got that Ben Affleck solo. Uh, but I'm still going to hold out some hope. I knew, of course, this movie would be good. Uh, and after watching that first trailer, I was really excited for this. But walking out of the theater, gotta say, I was blown away. Yeah, man, I agree. I left the theater feeling totally fulfilled of what I wanted to see in a Batman movie. And I thought Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson, and uh, along with the other cast members, totally nailed their role for this movie and was like i said really excited to see what we're going to get for the future so uh what i like about dc is that we it's not so much like marvel where everything is in the same universe in the same tone uh we can have different versions of batman and this clearly is a a different batman than we've gotten before yeah so diving a bit into the plot i was really excited to see this new direction of batman being the world's greatest detective the movie takes place in the year two of bruce wayne being batman and crime is at its all-time high in gotham batman is doing his best to clean up the streets but a new foe comes to rise with the riddler and he's trying to take out these corrupt government officials and really expose what gotham is really like and leaving clues for the Gotham PD and Batman to discover the Riddler truly being a couple steps ahead of Gotham PD and Batman and almost being like, I'm smarter than you guys are. Try to figure out these clues while I'm leaving the city in an uprise and really exposing what corruption is going on with this city. Yeah, so Batman's always hailed as like being the world's greatest detective uh, in the comics, but we haven't really seen that yet in the movies. Uh, some movies, I, I think he doesn't do any detective work. 
but we knew this was going to be like Matt Reeves' plan, and it makes for like a slow burn at some points, but yeah, it's expected for a noir crime drama. Um, very much in line with like Seven, for example, or some of these movies from the 70s like Chinatown or uh, The French Connection. And obviously The Riddler was also a different take, uh, clearly inspired by the Zodiac Killer from the 80s. Uh, you know, with like his hood and a little bit of his glasses. Um, and of course, the letters with the cipher taunting the police and Batman in this case. Uh, but very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah, I totally got that aspect too. Seven is such a great movie. And I feel like a lot of people might not enjoy that aspect of this movie. They want to see Batman being in an action movie, which I get totally. I totally get. You want Batman, high action. And though you get some action in this movie, it's definitely more of that, like you had mentioned. You get that murder detective, noir crime drama. And Batman and James Gordon in this movie had that chemistry of solving these riddles. And I just thought was done really well. Similar to like Seven you had mentioned with Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt's character. And I, 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 I like that. I want that. I want more of that. I get it. I, I do want to see a little bit more, you know, of a faster pace action film, maybe for the future ones. But for this one, what Matt Reeves was going for, I thought he absolutely nailed that aspect of the movie. Yeah, and going along with this noir theme, I thought it was also greatly supported by the, the visuals, right? The cinematography. Yeah, visually, this movie was a masterpiece in my eyes. Not a lot of daytime shots. A lot of the time, it was nighttime, which when you think of Batman, you think of nighttime, right? I mean, Batman, there's not a whole lot of Batman doing stuff during the daytime. I know with the Nolan trilogy, there's a lot of daytime shots. Bruce Wayne being Bruce Wayne out in the day. What Matt Reeves did for this movie was really just hone in on Batman and him being in the shadows. And that was just, like I said, just a masterpiece of using muted colors, that sort of like toned down grade of like movie films. And just there's so many shots of like just pops of red in it, which really just highlighted that noir film. Like you think of like a murder mystery detective. This is the style you're thinking of. And I thought he absolutely nailed it with the visuals. And just it, it, even if it was a slow burn of a movie, I think visually watching it, you can be in awe. So, yeah. Kudos to Matt Reeves on him and his uh, cinematographer for this movie. Yeah, to what you were saying earlier, it kind of felt like it was raining the whole movie, right? Uh, but it worked out really well. So his cinematographer was actually Greg Frazier, who was the cinematographer for Dune. So he's coming off of Dune, so we could we knew we can expect some uh, big things. Um, besides being beautifully shot, what I really liked about the cinematography in particular was just like the wide variety of camera angles and shots that they chose. Uh, for example, in the beginning, there's a lot of shots looking through a window or like a close-up of someone's eyes. Um, there's a lot of hard mounts where the camera is being mounted on motorcycle or uh, the Batmobile or perhaps maybe like on his shoulders when Batman grapples up uh, Gotham PD uh, police station. So uh, that was really cool. I thought that was really neat. Just uh, when I was watching, I was really impressed. So would you say you had a, a favorite shot of the movie that just when you saw it, you just thought, damn, that is a beautiful masterpiece of a scene? Uh, yeah, man, pretty much for me, every time that they went uh, to where the bat symbol was, I'm not I'm not sure what that building was. I don't think it was Gotham police station, right? Uh, but whatever that building was, whenever they would meet up there, it always seemed to be like 
golden hour. So it was really beautiful. Uh, sometimes they would be in focus and the background would be kind of be blurred. And that's something that they used a lot throughout the movie as well. You know, different uh, depths of field uh, to focus our attention. But uh, it worked out really cool. Those scenes were memorably uh, really pretty. How about you? Anytime they were doing the golden hour shots, it was like, you can see like the soft silhouettes of Batman and Catwoman on top of the building. Just so, just well done. One of my favorite shots was towards the end of the movie where Batman lights a flare and he's helping the citizens of Gotham go through this flood and just that overhead shot. And it's just, it's a pitch, almost pitch black scene, but you just see the light from the flare lighting up with Batman holding it and the citizens of Gotham across the water. I just, in my head, I was like, oh my goodness, I would love for to have a print of that scene. It just was so beautiful. And just Batman being Batman, trying to help out the citizens of Gotham, just added to that scene a lot too. So yeah, just really well done. Ooh, those are good scenes as well. But uh, let's talk about the man of the hour, Robert Pattinson as Batman, or as some people are calling him, Battenson, but I, I probably won't. I probably won't be calling him that. Yeah, like I said in the beginning, I was a bit skeptical. Though Robert Pattinson, I think, is a great actor. He definitely has been showcasing that in the last couple of years. But him being Batman, I just I wasn't sure. You know, I just I was like, I don't see him being Batman. Uh, yeah, I was really excited for this movie, but I don't think. Well, I know I wasn't excited for Robert Pattinson. I was excited for Batman. Yeah, I was telling my wife. On our way to the movie theater, she was like, oh, are you excited for this movie? I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm I'm a huge Batman fan, so really excited to see the movie. But I told her, I was like, I would have been maybe a bit more excited knowing I was going to go see a solo Batman movie with Ben Affleck. Just, I, I was a fan of his portrayal as Batman. I thought like, he was the best representation of, of Batman. Leaping off from the comics or the animated series, Ben Affleck had that. So I... I I was a little bit, like I said, I was a bit skeptical, but at the end of the movie, I told her, I'm not skeptical anymore. Robert Pattinson totally lived up to the character. And even with like the trailers, I was like, okay, he, he has a really good Batman voice. And though he wasn't the biggest Batman, I still feel like he striked fear in the criminals of Gotham. And I thought he did a great job being Batman in this movie, coming out of the shadows that very first opening scene where we saw from the trailer, those, I don't know, I, they look like like clowns almost. They had like that makeup on. You hear the new Batman theme from this movie and you just hear those subtle footsteps coming out. And this movie had a very dark tone to it visually. And you see him escape that darkness and pull out. And that gang was totally fearful of him coming out of the shadows. And I thought he nailed it. I really did. I mean, anybody who's talking about, oh, Robert Pattinson, oh, Sparkles, he's from Twilight. I'm like, come on. This dude has been in the like three or four really solid movies in the last couple of years. Like give him his credit. Like, yeah, maybe I can understand people not being too sure of him being Batman. But at this point, I think that's, for me at least, that that is long gone. He proved himself of being Batman, and like I said, I think he totally nailed the role. Uh, yeah, for sure. For me, I always wanted Batman to be, you know, like terrifying, right? This guy is supposed to be, uh, you know, stalking those criminals at night, and we got that. We got that with uh, the opening scene for Batman in BVS, Batman vs Superman, uh, where he 
where the police officer shines the flashlight into the corner and we see him see him up there. That was terrifying. And you have zero moments like that in uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. And Keaton, you had moments that were supposed to be like that. Uh, but watching it these days, it's a little bit hokey. But Robert Pattinson, man, like uh, his Batman was pretty, pretty fearful and definitely had the skills to uh, kick some ass. I'm really excited to see what they do for the next couple movies for him. Yeah, me too. And I guess we're getting a trilogy. I think that's what I read. So it should be exciting. But I want to ask you, what do you think of the bat suit? For me, it was, yeah, it was pretty cool, I guess. Uh, no big complaints, but just a little bit clunky. He kind of seemed a little goofy, like a, uh, like a walking action figure. You know, the big boots and the uh, bulky shoulders. I honestly was a fan of it. For a year two Batman, I think this is what I expected from a suit. The only thing I, I just I'm still not a big fan of his mask or or cow as some people might call it. Um, but I I like the armor that he had to it. He he looked like he would be in like almost like riot gear, right? I mean, yeah, Batman has a fortune. Um, he's essentially like a genius, you know, that we've known. But I feel like for a young individual year two of being Batman, this is what I expected out of a suit, you know, like he was a bit more practical with it. Yeah, I, I would agree a bit clunky with it. And you can see there's aspects of him in the movie, not totally being in his realm yet. He's not the expert Batman that we all know. Again, his year two Batman, he's what, 30 years old, though he's an adult. It's still like, I mean, I'm 34 years old. If I was year two of being Batman, I told I wouldn't have all my shit together, you know. So something what I expected for Batman to have in a you know year two of being Batman and trying to clean up the streets of Gotham. Uh, yeah, man, good point. But uh, what's kind of funny is when Batman first shows up to that crime scene, um, surrounded by all those police officers, and this is like a realistic world, right? It's really grounded, super grounded. And you can kind of see for like the first time, like how out of place someone would look dressed as a bat. I can't imagine what like a, a superhero would look like in this in this world, uh, like a freak. Yeah, that's what I liked about the movie is Gotham PD totally were not for Batman being even trying to help them out, even though they might think he's a good guy. Some of the Gotham PD is like, how do we know this guy is not in in cahoots with the Riddler. And like you said, being in a realistic Batman world, if you were a, a police officer and you saw a dude dressed up as a bat, you're like, yeah, sure, we know Batman, so maybe it wouldn't be weird. But like, say someone was dressed up in a suit and he was like, there was a guy who was dressed up as a wolf and it was like, hey, this guy's going to help us solve the case. You as a police officer would be like, what the fuck? Like, wh who is this freak? You know, and that's that's totally how people would be in real life. They would be like, this guy is a fucking weirdo. He's in a suit, a wolf suit. Like, what? what is he? What what purpose does he have being here? And that's how it is. And I really enjoy that Matt Reeves dived into that aspect of this movie of, yeah, like Batman is not someone who's going to be totally accepted right away but batman is also a really physical presence too and like i mentioned robert pattinson's not the biggest batman but i thought he did strike fear into the criminals 
and that opening scene where he goes into the club trying to find the penguin just just he's brutal he was brutal man he didn't give a fuck like he was just taking out guys he was taking like mentioning his armor he was just taking shots to the chest and once you put on that suit you definitely could strike fear in criminals and like i said that opening scene with that gang and then the club scene i was like yeah i'm totally sold this guy can handle being batman but yeah that opening scene I just kind of wish we didn't get that in the trailer because that's kind of our first, uh, you know, our first look at him as Batman. So I think it would have had a bigger effect. Like I was anticipating it, right? So I was waiting for it. I was like, yeah, come on. He's going to kick all their asses. But I think it would have had a little bigger punch if we didn't know what was coming. Yeah, I would agree. We live in a day and age where I feel like movie companies think that they have to reveal so much in a trailer for people to want to go see this movie and it's batman like you don't need to reveal so much people are going to go see this movie nonetheless but yeah i I would agree with you some of those scenes i wish we would have saw first time while watching the movie but still it it you know even though i know it was coming i was really excited to see being expanded on and how really he could pack a punch being batman well, I think it's clear we're in agreement that his Batman was good, but uh, how about his Bruce Wayne? For me, I wasn't so much a big fan, so it's a good thing that his Bruce Wayne hardly had any appearances. He was kind of, I don't know, kind of vampiric. I mean, he's hanging around in this this dark mansion, this dark manor. Uh, he's really pale. He's got that long hair, like the weird hair, and weird styled, pretty weird. And uh, I don't know, man, just kind of, uh, I hate to say it, but a vampire yeah same with me as great as the movie was no movie is perfect and i don't know i guess maybe some people might like that aspect of his bruce wayne we're used to the christian bales or the michael keaton's being kind of the playboy bruce wayne type and i don't think robert pattinson's bruce wayne has to be that type but still just somewhat a little too moody or as some people might say emo just I don't know. I've always felt like Bruce Wayne had a little bit more hope to him. Even though he knows Gotham is a dark place, he's still trying to help out. And with Bruce Wayne, he's kind of like a hope in Gotham. People look at him like, oh, your dad was Thomas Wayne. And he gave hope to the city. We're kind of looking to you to being that hope. And there's some variations of Bruce Wayne being that. And I kind of wanted him to be more so that because there's always a, a separation to me with, with Bruce Wayne and Batman. There's Bruce Wayne and there's Batman. Sure, they're the same character, but at the same time, they're not the same character. But in this movie, I felt like they were the same character, right? Like Bruce Wayne being this moody, kind of somber character. You're like, okay, well, at least Bruce Wayne, when he's out in public, he's kind of, you know, in this movie, you saw people were like, Bruce, 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 kind of like reaching out to him and he didn't. So that's just one aspect. Maybe they're they're holding out for him to be that more hopeful Bruce Wayne in, in future movies. So I'm hoping we, we see that aspect going forward with uh, Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he was kind of like a Howard Hughes, you know, like the recluse, right? Like this millionaire like recluse who people wonder about, like uh, what's he doing up there on, in that house, right? And and if he makes that rare sighting in the city, it's a, it's a big it's big news. I thought that's, and I thought that's kind of a cool take, actually, like uh, on this someone that would be a Batman, right? Like, it kind of makes sense in the cave and the recluse, so hanging out in the dark. 
Um, but as to your other point, that's kind of, you know, that, that was the ending of the movie where he realizes he can't just be vengeance. He has to be like uh, something more for the city, right? Some hope. Uh, so that's going to be pretty much, I imagine, the direction for the next movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He he's he realizes at the end of the movie, there's that woman on the stretcher who's hurt because, you know, the Riddler, even though even though the Riddler's in jail, the after effects of what he was trying to do to the city is still in effect. So Batman's out there. It's almost like a natural disaster event, right? Like there's a big flood in Gotham. People are on top of roofs and Batman helps this lady and he's putting her on the stretcher to go to the helicopter and she grabs him like, no, please, like, you know, you're my only hope. You know, she's like in distraught. And that's where he realizes that he doesn't always need to be that fearful presence, but he can be a beacon of hope for Gotham. Like that's what Gotham truly needs in a hero. Agreed, agreed. But let's not get into the uh, Man of Steel argument. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I, I guess Batman sometimes is more of a, I don't know, it's kind of strange, right? Like there are certain versions where he's like behind the scenes and there's other versions where people are looking to Batman to save Gotham. So I guess we could just kind of see what Matt Reeves decides to take that direction for future movies. But what's a hero without a villain? And Paul Dano being Riddler, I thought really well executed. Different from any version that we've seen for the Riddler. Obviously, Jim Carrey's version of the Riddler. Very animated, very cartoony. I thought for Matt Reeves, for his role of Batman and Gotham, I thought the Riddler was handled really well. And being a true serial killer, right? We were talking about Seven, the movie earlier, and how, you know, you're, he's leaving clues for Gotham PD and Batman and just really being like this sinister person who really just wants to see the world burn. And I thought Paul Dano absolutely crushed it in the role of being that just, ugh, just makes you feel like gives you a, a, a gross feeling of like, oh, this guy, like, you know, what is he about? Like, he just wants the world to be dark in his eyes. He lived a really hard life. He mentioned that he just was overlooked his whole life. He was invisible. And I feel like that's what he's trying to make Gotham like. He wants people to know that Gotham is not this great place. And Paul Dano was the right person for this role. Yeah, I haven't watched Gotham, but I think it's safe to say that this is the best version of the Riddler that we have seen. It's kind of interesting, though, because it's kind of similar to Heath Ledger's Joker in The Dark Knight, because even though they were enemies, they had sort of this like connection, right? Like at least to the Riddler, uh, like in Gar Dark Knight, he says like, uh, you know, kill you. I, I don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? He kind of sees this as this connection, right? So in, in this one, the Riddler says like, uh, uh, yeah, we did this. No, we did this together. But even though Batman didn't share that same uh, sentiment, Paul Dano is a great actor, uh, but he has a pretty unique look to him, right? Like he has, he still has like his baby face. So uh, do you think like his kind of boyish looks, uh, do you think that worked against him or maybe worked in his favor for this character? 
I think it did. And, and, and going off what you're saying, they're almost like yin and yang, right? Like one can't exist without the other. But going off with like Paul Daniels looks like that Riddler mask, I, I know a lot of people might complain that he didn't feel like the Riddler. But again, there's many variations that you can take on this character. And that mask he wore was scary, right? Like if you walked into your house and you saw that mask, you'd be terrified. Like even though he's wearing those big bulky glasses over it, you still would be like, what the fuck? Like this, this maniac's in my house right now, or this maniac is on the TV. You'd be frightened as a citizen of Gotham, right? To see this person wreaking havoc on your city and just you, you don't know when the next time he's going to strike and you you don't want to come across him in an alleyway yeah was that uh was that duct tape i don't know it, there were parts of the movie where he had his like following and people were like you can get this mask at like a army surplus store but it, it looked like duct tape right just <laughs> yeah. but yeah I, I would say paul dano when they revealed him in the prison and batman's talking to him he seemed like that person who would be a serial killer, right? Or just a killer in ge in general who had really no real purpose of being that way. Similar to the individual who murdered John Lennon, Mark David Chapman, right? This person just was insane in his brain and he thought he was destined to kill this ultimately famous person so he himself could get recognition. And that's really what I thought with, with Paul Dano's Riddler. Like he, like I said... He was an orphan, he felt invisible his whole life, so he just wanted to wreak havoc on Gotham and take out Batman, who is becoming a positive presence in the city, and take him down so people would be like, yeah, the Riddler, like he, this is the guy that's causing this, this chaos in the world, and you can see... Riddler is like beside himself because Batman figured out his plan and is helping the citizens of Gotham and Riddler just can't take it because he thought he was going to leave this long lasting impression on Gotham. You know, even though he was caught and in prison, he thought, oh, I, I, I still have the upper hand. But Batman coming in, being that beacon of hope, the Riddler can't even take that Batman is somewhat saving the people of Gotham from what he's doing. And he's in the cell like going crazy right so he just he just i feel like the way paul dano looked really fit in for the role as riddler all right man well said so moving on to a few other characters that i thought really elevated the movie zoe kravitz i thought crushed it in her role as catwoman to me growing up with the comics and animated series i thought she felt the most like catwoman like she moved like a cat she could fight really well and her and batman had that that chemistry of like like are they going to be together are they not going to be together kind of feel her jumping off the buildings and i just thought zoe kravitz was perfect for this role as catwoman yeah and i think her version of catwoman worked really well for uh this this world for this uh for this gotham looking back at like anne hathaway's catwoman it's uh it's kind of laughable right like uh she had those big wonky ears, like cat ears. She had like the Zorro eye mask. Uh, so kind of kind of silly. But this one, you don't really have that. You have very subtle. You have a lot of subtleties as Catwoman. Even like her little beanie that she wore had just little slight raises that kind of looked like cat ears. Uh, yeah, she moved like a cat. Uh, she liked cats. And she was a badass, not only fighting, but on the motorcycle too. Fast forward to the ending when she's riding side by side with uh, Batman. I and I, I knew it. I knew they were gonna split split apart and go separate ways. And I thought it would have been perfect 
to play uh, that song from Fast and Furious, uh, "When I When I See You Again." The what was it, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker? <laughs> yeah, when Man, they split. Yeah, <laughs> that's F. Come up. It's been a long day. I was just waiting for that. I'm hoping she comes back, man. She was a standout in this movie, so I really hope she comes back for for future movies. But yeah, those 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 realistic subtleties I thought worked perfectly. And then another standout character in this movie, probably my favorite character, was Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Oh my goodness, like totally unrecognizable, not just by looks, but just his voice too. The first time you see him, you hear his voice, take it easy, sweetheart. You're like, that's Colin Farrell? And just throughout the whole movie, you're like, wow, like this, like how is Colin Farrell being this character? And I just learned that the Penguin is getting his own spinoff series, which I'm really excited for. In my head, I was like, I want more Penguin. I hope we get more Penguin going forward, not just in this in his upcoming series, but in the future Batman movies too as well. Yeah, so for some of my friends who weren't so well-versed in this movie, uh, when I would tell them like, wow, you know, Colin Farrell's Penguin was phenomenal. And they'd all think like, Whoa, 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 that was that was Colin Farrell, and they they couldn't believe it, man, and and I almost couldn't believe it myself. I love Dan DeVito as as Penguin. It was a pretty you know classic character, but I'm glad they didn't really follow that route and make this guy look like a penguin, eating fish and stuff, right? But something that I thought that they also did well was just kind of juggling these these characters, right? Each of them gets a pretty decent amount of screen time and just balanced it out pretty well. Yeah, same goes for Jeffrey Wright being Jim Gordon. Like, I thought he did really well in that role. Sure, he didn't, you know, he was more so of the person who is vouching for Batman throughout the movie. But him and Batman were a duo, I want to say. He was right there with him the whole time, vouching for Batman to be on certain cases and certain scenes. And I thought Jeffrey Wright did really well portraying Jim Gordon. Hopefully going forward, he's going to be more integral to the story, similar to Gary Oldman in The Dark Knight. I really want to see Jeffrey Wright shine more in these upcoming Batman movies. Yeah, he pretty much left it left it up to uh, Batman to solve. But uh, I guess, I mean, that's, that's the focus, right? Being the world's greatest detective. Um, but it was really cool when you have the shootout with the Penguin before the uh, car chase, uh, where Gordon just slams on the gas and just uh, engages them with his uh, pistol. Oh, yeah. Dude, let's just talk about that car chase real scene. That was so masterfully done. Probably the best Batman car chase I've ever seen. We saw a glimpse of it in the trailers. And people were kind of complaining that the Batmobile, like, it's just a muscle car. But you see throughout the movie that Bruce Wayne is fixing up this car. And when he finally takes it out, the engine's roaring. You see that big flame that we're, you know, it's iconic to Batman. And it was so riveting. Like, the movie... Is like we had mentioned, is a bit of a, a slow burn. There's some action scenes sprinkled in, but you get to this scene, especially with the penguin, Colin Farrell, who is eluding Batman at this point. And I just, in my head, I was like, this is by far the best action scene of this movie so far. For sure. And then backed up by that uh, really cool score and that uh, new Batman theme, just that oh. kind of like pounding, uh, you know, like a force is coming, right? Just like something like a, like doom. Right. To me, it, it reminded me of like you see in movies or like kind of cartoons when they're playing a bit playful, like somebody walking up to an executioner of like medieval times or it's just like dun, 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 dun. And you're like, and just that played throughout the movie. Is that Darth Vader? 
it kind of sounded like Darth <laughs> Vader. Imperial March, dude. <laughs> yeah. But just that overlaid with Batman, just like we said, being fucking brutal in this movie, just really just elevated those scenes. I thought the score was done really well, especially the Riddler's theme for the movie just kind of had like a chaotic sort of puzzling vibe to it so the the score was done masterfully too as well yeah i'm gonna see the movie again uh this weekend that's something i'm gonna try to focus on a little bit more this time yeah same here gonna see it again the batman i mean i'm just looking really forward to what they're gonna do next for for this franchise uh i thought they closed it out really well um i guess we could talk about you know, somewhat of a, a cameo in the movie with, uh, I can't pronounce this guy's name, Barry Keoghan? 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 Keegan? Keegan? Whatever. Um, seemed like he was a Joker, right? Kind of looked like the Joker. In my head, eh, I don't, I feel like it was something not necessary for the movie. Of course, the Joker is a fan favorite, but at the same time, I'm kind of looking forward to maybe getting different type of villains for for this batman franchise uh yeah i heard rumors i heard leaks that he was going to be uh the joker in this um i'm glad it was hopefully just an easter egg just to get people excited um and i hope they don't go that route for the next one to be honest i probably wouldn't be a fan of that joker yeah same here hopefully it's just an easter egg or something maybe built up for something future down the line i'll say and paul dano's i think his laugh was better than than berries yeah <laughs> yeah i would agree the batman robert panson directed by matt reeves solid film i would give it a i'd give it four and a half scoops man yeah four and a half i'd have to uh if we we're going out of 10 9.5 9. yeah definitely agree yeah so the batman if you haven't seen it go check it out for sure thank you for joining us for another episode of things we dig check us out same time same channel yeah i was trying to think of something that batman would say to say goodbye, but uh, I guess he doesn't, right? I guess I'll just disappear.